You're listening to the New Utah Podcast with your hosts, Bree. People can say my name and I still don't pay attention. Chris. This is what happens when your number one health concern in the state is porn. Jeremy. Flicks it and then walks out and just kicks the living crap out of whoever. And Julia. This week on Julia does everything that's embarrassing. Not this week. She's not here. Well, she's probably doing something embarrassing somewhere. Let's be real. That's true. Uh, she's not here, and she didn't go on our adventure with us. Um, and it's Utah Adventure Week. It's episode 379. Dun, dun, dun. Um, Utah Adventure Week this this week. Um, so we'll get into what we did uh, for the month of August. Um, but, um, yeah, I think first we'll, we'll probably do what we do every show and talk about our so lives. So I'm going to distract you because I find this very interesting because your cousin posted it. Was it a picture of his dick? No, your girl cousin. Oh, because he's done that before. <laughs> but she was like, who can really cook? Um, who can cook real food, like, like not prepackaged? And she says, I want to see this on your own page. Was that Leslie? Mm-hmm. No, it's Mandy. Oh. And uh, I went through this, and you've literally done all of these, and she hasn't. Made biscuits from scratch, cooked fresh okra or squash, made homemade soup, fried chicken, made spaghetti sauce from scratch, made homemade cinnamon rolls or cinnamon or... It says cinnamon rolls twice. That's weird. Baked a cake from scratch. Made icing from scratch. Cooked a pot roast with all the veggies. Made chili from scratch. Meatloaf. Potato salad. Mac and cheese from scratch. Pies from scratch. Gravy from scratch. Fudge. Cookies. Pot of dried beans. Pot of greens. Cornbread from scratch. Pie. Whole turkey. Green beans and cook them. Mashed potatoes. Meal for 30 plus people. Homemade tortillas. Pancakes. Roasted vegetables. I think you've done this too, I've done Jeremy. almost everything on that list. Myself. I mean, not almost, I've but I think Heather done, probably has. I've literally done everything so far. Pasta from scratch. Tamales from scratch. Tuna and chicken salad. Fried fish. Oops. Shit. I just clicked on it and it went away. God damn it. <laughs> Baked beans. Um, which literally we have some in our fridge right now from scratch. Oh, they so good. Now we have not done jam or jelly. Well, no, we, we did. Have. I have made jelly. I before. forgot you did. We have Zested fact, an orange or a lemon. I made a bunch last week. Well, I bet because you guys have all those freaking peaches. Yep. Peaches. Uh, grits, omelet, homemade pizza, and then have you ever lived in a house without a dishwasher? Yes. Yes to all of that. Yep. So I haven't done all of these things, but Chris has literally done all of these things while we've been together. And I know that maybe you haven't done all of them, but I bet you between Heather, Heather and I, we've yeah. done every one of them. Yeah, because we cook our own food. Yep. That's a weird. That okay. That's a weird. We're gonna get way off topic here. That's a weird <laughs> phenomenon, I think, with younger generations, where they. Don't, I mean, we've talked about it. If Julia was here, she would uh, not stick up for herself because she knows it's true. Yep. Like she just assume order ramen via DoorDash as opposed to making it herself, which is really weird to me. Mm-hmm. And pay $12 for ramen. Very expensive, yeah. <clears throat> like, making ramen at home is super easy. Like, even if you don't want to make your own chicken stock, which isn't hard to do, go buy a box of whatever kind of broth you want or mm-hmm. buy bouillon cubes, make your own broth, and then the rest of it's super simple. It's just put the noodles in the liquid, and then you could boil an egg if you want egg on it. You could put thin meat on it, and you just put it in the in the freaking liquid, and it all cooks. Like, it's really one of the easiest things to make. But like, kids don't make food at like, all. It's weird. I well, know a lot of people that just Mandy don't isn't know a how. kid. No, man, Mandy's our age. Like she's just two years younger than me. But she, but like most people in the millennial and 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 Gen Z don't know how to cook. They just don't. It's so weird to me. But yeah, it's right. It's true. 
I just choose not to now because my husband does it for me, but I, I, I used to have to cook. I remember when I was younger and um, I had a friend, he's, he's since passed away, but he came over one night and we're like, let's make some orange juice. Let's get some orange juice. He's like, okay. So we go to the grocery store and I get frozen concentrate. And he's like, what the hell is that? That is my favorite kind of orange juice. <laughs> he's like, what the hell is that? Like, that's the only way we ever got orange juice as a kid because it's it was dirt cheap. But I mean, it was like a quarter for a fucking jug of yeah. orange juice versus, you know, even back then, like two or three bucks for a thing. Now it's still like a dollar fifty. I don't know. I don't drink a lot of juice anymore. What are we so. doing? We like towards the beginning of our relationship, remember we used to buy all sorts of concentrated juices. What was I doing with that? Uh, it wasn't you. The girls like to drink juice and you like to drink juice. So there was always juice in the house. Maybe. But we don't drink juice like at all because no. it's so not. It's just so fucking sugar. sugar. It's just straight sugar. Um, there's no fiber from the fruit itself. It's just the Unless sugar. you get pulpy. But even then, that's not really. No, but um, still. But yeah, he didn't know orange juice could be made from concentrate, which by the way, all the shit that you get in the jugs is also from concentrate. Right. And he was like, no, I just thought it came in a jug like Sunny D. I'm like, that ain't even that fucking orange even juice. Orange juice. <laughs> yeah. I don't like Sunny D. Sunny it D's leaves just like, like orange a, colored sugar water. I feel like it leaves like a film in my mouth. Like, I don't, I don't mind the It's got taste, a nice weird tang to it. But like. Not to be after, confused with tang. Which is a whole different. Which is, yeah. Non. Yeah. Juice. Non-orange well, non juice. We basically juice. drink Tang every day. Um, as kids? No, as adults. So we, uh, we're on the fibers, the Metamucils. Ah, uh, yes. Which is fucking great, by the way. It helps keep your poop nice and regular, having some of that in the morning every day. That doesn't do that to me. It does it for me. I love it. Um, but Coffee keeps me regular. It's... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's the route you want to go, my friend. <laughs> Long term, I don't know if that's great. Although I've been really, like I went and got coffee drinks today. I've been really craving coffee actually the last couple of days. So I think tomorrow will be a nice hot pot of coffee sort of day. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, uh, yeah, that's way <laughs> off fucking tangent. But yeah, I don't think the younger generations do nearly as much cooking. They go out. I couldn't afford to go out. Cassidy cooks all the time. I will say Cassidy, and maybe like this is the part of that, like she orders those boxes. So because oh, it's yeah. just her and like her dad and her dad doesn't eat shit. The hello fresh and stuff. Yeah. Like all that. those different boxes. And she, she likes them quite yeah, a especially bit. Especially if like sometimes she'll forget to like tell them and they'll just send her whatever. And they're not as useful, but like, like, they come with, like, the bread, the vegetables, like, the meat. You get meat. to pick them out, yeah. You and you know? get to pick out what meals you want. And for her, like, she does it for two, and then she usually has, like, leftovers. Well, she still just does it for one, but she doesn't, but she doesn't eat. No, I little. think it, it comes as think, uh, for anyway, two. Yeah. But she can take it for lunch. Like, she but can she make it for dinner it and, and, and then, then take it for lunch. Day. Yeah. Get a couple meals out of it. And then it's a home-cooked meal. You just don't have. The difference is, like. Like we have, if you look at my pantry, we have a very full pantry, but it's full of like spices. That's our pantry because the kids are going, there's nothing to eat. No, we have plenty of food. We just don't have garbage. That's yeah. Safe. So our pantry. You have to actually put it prepared. together. Our pantry is full of spices and potatoes, dried and noodles onions and, and garlic. Onions. Uh, no, garlic is in the fridge. I've given oh, up. That's right. My fresh garlic. I forgot you moved it to the garlic. My, my the fresh food. garlic comes in the form of garlic now, and I will. Freaking, if you look at what uh, chefs cook with, that's what they cook with. Yeah. Outside of making like my own garlic confit, 
I don't think I'll ever buy regular garlic again just because while it's good, holy shit, dude, the convenience of diced garlic in a yeah. jar, like six bucks at Costco for a huge fucking jar of garlic and it lasts forever, forever. and you just take a spoonful or two out and throw it in. You don't have to take the stupid paper off. You don't have to chop it. Like it's all done. So uh, I swear by that. So same thing with ginger, jarred ginger, mm-hmm. similar. Uh, and I use a lot of both of those in my cooking. But we have like dried noodles, we have dried beans. There are a handful of cans of things in there because mm-hmm. that's that's some of that's left over for me. But like I always have cream of mushroom soup on hand. That's a good um, base for a whole a, lot of stuff. Yeah, you can do a ton of shit with that. Make yourself a hot dish or a casserole, as it were. Um, I usually have some kind of beans in a can. Uh, usually black beans and kidney beans. Usually have a tomato can of tomato sauce in there. Again. Basic staple type items. Um, I don't always have canned tomatoes because um, I do can my own tomato sauce, like my own pasta mm-hmm. sauce. But I usually have pasta sauce on hand. Holy shit! <laughs> you just got I very just, distracted. I, the the sound was so loud coming <laughs> out of the the music box thing over there. The so music box. But yeah, just have those staples on hand and and like flour, but it's sugar. Expensive, like it what, is if you don't have that stuff. What's yeah. the lady that you follow on TikTok where she's like she like does um she does like, I don't know if it's just Dollar General or Dollar Tree, but she does like dollar store meals, and people like get really mad because she she'll say like she'll include the salt and stuff, and she's like when I when I'm telling you what the final cost is, I want to make sure that I'm not assuming that you have. Salt, milk, some of those staples, because sometimes if you're doing a dollar store meal, you don't have those staples. So you should always in your, and that's the thing, like if you're not super, you know, good financially, like you should have certain staples in your house, milk, butter, eggs. Um, those are expensive things these days though. Uh, not particularly. Butter's gone up a little bit. I don't know about milk because I don't ever buy that shit. Um, but like, but I always have butter in the house. You should have, you know, raw flour of some sort. You should have some sugar. Um, and spice wise, there's a handful of spices that you should try to always have on hand and it'll make your life a lot easier. Salt and pepper, obviously. Yeah, um, A garlic powder is a really good spice to always have. Chili powder actually is a really good spice to have. Um, I always have paprika. Celery, could, celery stuff could be good too. That's uh, that's not a spice good, I would ever tell anyone to have it's on so hand. It's so yummy though. It's <laughs> it's not used in a whole lot of stuff, but paprika is used in a bunch of stuff. Um, it's a really good flavor additive. Um, you should. Uh, I think personally, chili powder, cumin, um, uh, uh, garlic powder of some sort. Not garlic salt, by the way. It's too fucking salty. Just use garlic powder and regular salt to taste. Um, uh, and then, um, yeah, that's basically it. Like, I, I mean, if you have those, that's a solid right. spice rack that will get you through and then if you've got, damn near everything. And cinnamon for and if you've got stuff, mayo, but. ketchup, and mustard. And you don't even really need those. Although a lot of shit asks for a lot mayo. of base. Yeah. It goes lot. into a lot of base stuff. Well, yeah. and like you can also use them for a quick sandwich, which sometimes yeah. like that's. That's what you got to do. And if you want a bottle of dried herbs, either get Italian seasoning or uh, herbs to province. Italian seasoning, you can put on just about anything. Those are the two dried herbs that I would say have one of those two and you're set. Like you can make, fuck, probably 90 plus percent of recipes just by having that basic spice set up. Uh, You don't have to have a big ass spice rack, just those, you know, six or seven spices. 
Um, I'm going to put spices also, for success. Like to get, to get those kinds of things. And if you are like on a budget and spices can be expensive, going to the Mexican store or the Asian store to pick those or up. The dollar dollar store. store. They have right. all of what I but just mentioned. But it's just not as big. All of what I just mentioned you can get at the dollar store. Yep. And to be honest with you, check around because a lot of that stuff you can get at Walmart for like 97 cents. So it's actually yeah. cheaper than the dollar store yeah. for some of them. Yeah. But if you're going on the cheap side, personally, I don't like to shop at Walmart or the dollar store for spices because they, there is a quality factor there. Um, not to say they're not okay and usable, but I have the option to not do that. And so I don't. Um, but I also don't really go super expensive. Like I generally buy, so like garlic powder, onion powder, chili powder, cumin, uh, I buy in giant fucking containers because yeah, I. Yeah, we invested so in some like little bottle things that hold them, and. But I use the big containers. Yeah, Harmons like is a good place for your spices. Oh God, no! They're so fucking expensive. They have a lot of them, but it's costly. Uh, the Asian so, store really is a great place. Yeah, to go. the 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 Chinese supermarket is really good, and like Bree said, Rancho markets have really good pricing on spices. Harmons is murderous on their prices. They are. They they've got stuff that you can't find a lot of other places. That's true. They do have a, a good Because I've had to go there for some specialty things. Like when I, I've, I've brined my turkey in the past, I've had to go there for a couple items that I couldn't find other places. But Go to the Asian store. Mm-hmm. You'll find them there. Asian and, store. And Plus, you can like get other fun stuff there. They'll be ridiculously cheap in comparison. Like I can buy a bag, a fucking huge-ass bag of something that costs like six bucks at Harmon's. Well, even like baking soda and things like that is yeah. really cheap there. Corn like you can starch, get a big tapioca huge, starch. Yeah, bags of them for cheaper. Yeah, you got to go to those. I don't know. I think it's just because they're imported most of the time, but... Those are a really good resource, especially if you're struggling on cash. Like, go to Rancho Markets. Their produce is dirt cheap. Um, so are most of the really Asian decent. markets. Yeah. Um, so that's enough about food, I guess. That was a <laughs> Sorry, I know I derailed you. I just thought that that was really interesting because the more I read down, I was like, I'm pretty sure Chris has done all of this. Well, speaking of like, like spices and stuff, um, I'm growing clover in the backyard, as I've talked about. Um, so I've got some successful growth. Um, the more successful stuff is the stuff that has mixed with the grass a little bit better. And so, uh, this weekend is the holiday, Labor Day coming up. Mm-hmm. And, um, my goal is to till my entire backyard and plant uh, grass and clover seed mix. So I got a bunch of tall fescue Whoa. seed and clover seed, and I'm going to till up the whole damn yard. And well, that's a big good weekend for because today was 97 degrees, but by this time next week, 75s are high. Yeah. Well, and we keep getting those periodic rainstorms yeah. that have been really helpful. So I'll be watering quite a bit. Um, I'll plant really heavily, heavily seed the whole yard. Um, I'm not going to weed it. It's a fucking waste of time right now. Right now. Um, we'll let the grass and the clover grow together and, uh, see if it can take over the yard and, and take root before winter time comes. And then next year I'll deal with sprinklers and everything else. Yard and the sprinklers. And I think I can get it to really take root though this fall. So we've just, we've really struggled, um, with like having the dog too, because you don't really think about how much having grass Keeps your dogs clean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, hey, speaking of outside stuff, so the colony of bees that didn't, we couldn't find a queen, did they survive? So here's my bee story. Here's my bee update. So over the last uh, probably two weeks, they've kind of dwindled, and I'm not overly surprised. 
And it got to the point where there's nothing coming in and out of it. So I thought, well, we gave it a try. Freebies, I guess. However, uh, Sunday, my neighbor that lives behind me and to the right, so kitty corner to uh-huh. me, uh, made a post on Facebook that they've had bees this whole season and they harvested five gallons. Those bees were stealing my honey. Oh, fuck yeah, they were. That's why there were so many. I didn't realize there was a beehive just on the other side of my yeah, fence. Yeah, so that's that's why there were so many there. And Rude. why we couldn't find a queen. A queen. Is they were coming in there and just taking the they honey. They were taking it. Because uh, we didn't, even when we looked, we didn't see any like larva cells either. No, uh-uh, really. but there were so many. That makes a lot. Of, did you tell him? I told Heather. I'm like, that's why. You should reply on the Facebook and say, Oh you my owe gosh. me honey. <laughs> I mean, you should, you should, you should be like, I, he's, you should be like, I thought I had a, a hive swarm, couldn't find the queen. I think your bees took the honey out of my old hive <laughs> that didn't have any bees this year. You should tell them. Yeah. That, so anyway. And then that, you guys can bro down on, bro down. Bro down. Bee, on beekeeping because he clearly keeps this a hive. This was his first year and I'm going on year 10. So, yeah. but. Anyway, that's why that's why there were so many. That makes sense. I mean, there were so many that I I seriously there were a ton. It looked like it blows though. I thought we had a swarm. There was that many. Yeah, it does blow because whatever colony you start with now is going to have no honey to start all over again. So anyway, did you plug it up or is all the honey just gone now? It's it's gone. I I mean, I I'll plug it up for the winter, but no, it's it's completely. You know what you should do before you bring on. We should we yeah we should have like a weekend where we where we rebuild your. Yeah, I need to clean it. Yeah, like really clean it. Like get all that fucking shitty moth stuff out that was in there because like, i want make a really cool top i do wonder and, i do wonder if maybe that's part of the reason you've had some troubles is you've be. got residual. a lot of that residual crap in there if you just scrape it all out just give it a real good yep. deep cleaning and and then put a new roof on which that was the plan but then when those bees showed up i'm yeah, like right. oh yeah, i don't okay i guess i have bees that's pretty interesting that's that, what uh, it was though that's cool, though. I mean, it is I mean, kind of cool. It sucks they took the honey, but you had left the honey there on purpose anyway. So. I mean, in, in a way, it, it's kind of cool that they'll scavenge like that. That if, I mean, think about it, though. If, Fuck, that's like a short trip to get a whole bunch of game if there. If you can find that and take it back to your That hive, was a lot. of. There was a fair amount of fair honey. Amount. There was like three or four solid bars in there. Yeah. They, they had built some honeycomb in there. Yeah, so they were working it, but I... I I don't think they were, I mean, maybe they were working it as like a potential second hive maybe. at some point, but yeah, I anyway. maybe after we fucked with them, they're like, okay, nope, we're, nope, we're, we're just taking this but shit. Yeah, so neighbor just behind to the corner, five gallons. And once they said that, I went up in my bedroom because from my bedroom, I can see, yeah. and I could see all the bees. I'm like, yep. There's the hive right up against the back oh, fence. That's so well, nasty. like how like you'll never not want to do bees again if you have that kind of a harvest on a year because that is not normal. No, that's not normal. But it goes to it, it makes sense. They yeah. they robbed who knows how much. Yeah, that's a lot of honey. Yeah, they probably got a gallon or two out of probably. your hive on its own. So. Anyway, so yeah, sadly that's my bee update. It's it's, it's been a bit of a. It's sad still kind of cool year, though. But I mean, I mean the the process of it cool. The fact that they stole your your honey, not cool. Well, you weren't going to use it anyway, so. Yeah. And now you can clean it out without any, right. f- uh, any like, oh, I don't want to really lose all this honey for the next call. But we still got that spring harvest. Yeah. yeah. So, I'd, I mean, I'd still taken. You still got a lot of honey from them last year. Got, is this, what did we get, like eight quarts? It was a lot. Spring. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I still got a decent amount out of it. But anyway. Yeah, that's... there's my B update. <laughs> oh, sad. Uh, some events to talk about uh, here coming up in the next few weeks. So the Utah State Fair. Um, Our state fair 
is a great state fair. Starts the 7th? 7th through the 17th of September. Um, it's at the Utah Fairgrounds, the state fairgrounds, and Salt Lake up in North Salt Lake by, you know, Rose Park. Um, there are all sorts of things going on. What's really disappointing is their website, I think, has actually gotten worse over the years in terms of <laughs> oh, what's there. Jeez, it was so bad. Um, but so there's lots of concerts, like basically almost every night there's concerts, like Steve Miller Band's coming, Quiet Riot, Slaughter, uh, Vixen, St- Steve Percy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know who here. that is. Um, um, they got like four or five bands playing every day, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, there's a bunch of weird bands that I don't know uh, that I haven't ever seen before. They've also got the Rodeo know. a couple nights. They've got the Demolition the Dirty. Demolition Dirty. Der- dirty. The Demolition, Demolition Dirty. dirty. Uh, I think that's towards the end. The Demolition yeah. Dirty Derby is the last weekend. You keep saying that. Um, so... They also have, like, the fair park itself is huge, and there are exhibits all over the place. So they have art, they have crafts, they have, like, homemade baking stuff in different competitions. They have all the animals. The fruits um, and vegetables. Fruits, vegetables. You'll see the giant pumpkins. So the trick with the fair is if you go early, so the first weekend, so I think the 7th is like a Wednesday or so. a Thursday. I think it's a Thursday. But if you go that first weekend, which would be the weekend of the 9th and the 10th, you're going to get to see basically everything pre-judging. Right. Um, so you won't see any of the awards or anything like that, but you'll get to see everything in its best condition. So you'll get to see like the sheep before they've been sheared. Um, you'll get to see, cause they do like the sheep shearing competitions and crap with the, the FFA. The butter carving if they do that. Yeah, they do a lot of that <laughs> stuff. Oh, butter Jesus. Um, they also have a whole bunch of stages where they'll have like magic acts and stuff like that going on throughout the week. Uh, but that first weekend, you'll get to see all of that stuff. You'll get to see like the, the cakes are of a particular importance. Like if you're looking at like cake decorating or cookie decorating or something, because if you wait until after they're judged, they don't do so hot after sitting for a week in yeah. the heat. Like while the different buildings they're in are air conditioned, it's, it's still. still it's hot. It's summer heat, uh, and they the buttercreams and stuff don't don't stand up so well. So you should go early if you want to see <laughs> the stuff, and then maybe go the next weekend to check out like what actually won awards. Um, but when you're looking at like livestock and stuff, st- talk to the people, like the yeah. kids that are there. Like they they're super raised, proud of it too. Yeah, they've raised these animals. They'll tell you all about them. They're super proud of it. They'll tell you about their farm. Um, sometimes you can make a deal with the farmers. And the ranchers to like buy some of their animals, like a portion of their animal to, uh, you know, take home and a to eat bunch of butcher paper. <laughs> I, know when, I know when Hannah was doing FFA, aside from COVID, Riverton FFA does a lot of the judging. Uh huh. So it's, it's just like Napoleon Dynamite. See that, see that 15 over there? <laughs> <laughs> this cow got in an onion patch. That's exactly what they do. <laughs> So the FFA kids get to help judge. They get to help run it. So I know I know Hannah always had a good time. So when they did it. There of course is Carney folk most likely with Carney rides. There's I know don't the get tickets, on the Carney rides. There is a there don't is, do it. There is a uh, unlimited Carney ride pass that you can get yeah. if you're interested in the Carney rides. Um, and then there's a ton of food trucks. Significantly cheaper than Lagoon, by the way. It's cheap. <laughs> um, I think it's like 30 or 35 bucks instead of 300. I didn't mean to do that. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so Utah State Fair, we love it. Uh, I love it. I love going. Um, I want to say, I want to say tickets if you get them before like eight bucks and then 
They're like, so first off, you can get promotional tickets. Like just, you can go to their website even. You should have Heather check and see. And just look for promotions and discounts. So like there's a bunch of days where they have special stuff. Um, they send them through the school system a lot. The tickets themselves, um, for fair admission. So if you go, it's utahstatefair.com. You can get tickets for all the different concerts. Um, it's $12 per adult. Uh, $8 for kids and seniors, um, under five are free. Um, you can get a season pass for 50 bucks, which is basically, you can go anytime. Every night. Those. Yeah, all, yeah. So if you live in the area, like close to that area, like that's not Just a go bad, over there for dinner. Yeah. Season pass isn't a bad way to go because you can go constantly. Well, and, every night sell of the concerts, the rodeo, the demolition derby, all that stuff. Parking is going to cost you money, 10 or $15, depending on where you park over there. Um, well worth the price of parking. It used to be me. free when my dad did parking. Um, yeah, there's too many people. That was now, a few years ago. <laughs> that was more than a few years ago. <laughs> that was about, probably about the last time we went, though. Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, so, yeah, anyway, I encourage you to go to the fair. Um, it's in the next couple of weeks here, and I think that's a... a a really fun event that everyone should attend. And Chris and loves the fun. fair. I'm excited to go try the obscene food. Um, I want a freaking carny corn dog, a hand up corn dog. They're so hard to find. Funnel cakes with all the stuff on them. You know, I don't really care about funnel cake. <laughs> the problem with funnel cake is they're always too greasy, and I don't think the batter's that great, and you're really just eating the topping. So I would rather do something like um, a fried Twinkie because. That's not something I'm ever going to make myself, and also I think it tastes good. So, <laughs> but I think you get like like I don't know pickle pizza and shit like that. I don't Ew, know what the hell. P- just weird stuff. Yeah, like, the fried the, pizza. <clears throat> Fair has weird. <laughs> Bless you. Wow, she sneezed her well, whole headset her off. The came f- right off. Right onto the floor. Like that was a violent that was sneeze. Very violent. Uh, so yeah, Utah State Fair. Um, also, um, uh, Midway Swiss Days uh, is coming up. So when we were up there for the ice castles, we went to that little ice cream shop. Mm-hmm. That was a lot of fun. So it's it's it, it's the Heber Valley Creamery that we went to. Oh, is that the it's one? It's not just an ice cream shop. It's the actual creamery. The creamery <laughs> was, was really Didn't good. Didn't you get so, cheese? Yeah. So Swiss Day. Well, I know you got uh, cheese. I was talking to yeah. Jeremy. Yeah, Did we you got get cheese? cheese and the kids got some ice cream. Um, That's this weekend though, right? Yeah, Friday that is this Saturday, weekend. Saturday, so the first and the second. It's, it's coming up. But, but they have a lot of German food. Uh, my guess is mostly Swiss food Swiss yeah. and Swiss German stuff, yeah. But I know, I know it's one we've talked yeah. about. Well, so we've always wanted to go up and do the sheepdog competition. And that was going to be our adventure this year for the month of September. Yep. But they don't have it this year. It was canceled for reasons unknown. No, it, it's there's construction or something. Yeah. I think I told you why, but I don't remember. It really sucks because I've always wanted to go. It was a way, mainstay was, event for Labor Day weekend. And this was the year we were going to do it. We were so excited. <laughs> but, but that's we why actually I were prepared Swiss to days. do it. Swiss yeah. Days is up in that general area. You could go up to Swiss Days instead. Not the same, but something but similar. Uh, Logan Pride is the ninth. Um uh, is Julia going to have a booth up there? So I know she registered for one, but you have to set up the night before, so she's... She's like, I don't know if I want to do yeah, that. Yeah, she's trying to debate whether they're going to take people and stuff up there and get a hotel and if it's worth it. So you put the Hill Air Force Base. Is this the museum? Yes, Hill okay. Air Force Base Museum. So the, they're doing the C-130 experience on Saturdays and Sundays. 
Ooh, and they're doing a A10 Warthog yep. virtual, virtual reality flight. flight. Nice. Yeah, and that that's Saturdays through September. And that's all in the same area, basically, because mm-hmm. that whole VR center was right next to the C-130 stuff. So Yeah, so the virtual reality flight is you actually go through a full flight, take off a mission, and land. I don't know how long it lasts. I want to say it's 30 to 40 minutes, but it's all VR, so it's it's as if you're doing the whole mission. We weren't able to do it when we were there, but, man, it looks cool. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, yeah. So, um, that's basically it for events. I think we can jump into our, uh, uh, awesome adventure that we had this, this, this month. Speaking of flying. Yep. So we, uh, we traveled, uh, way out to the border of, uh, Utah and Nevada for. Well, you and I traveled over the border temporarily, but I don't think the gates east. Did. Yeah. Did you guys even cross the border? Did you go up the main road there? Not technically. Technically, so, we stayed on the Utah side. So we went out to the Wendover Airfield for the Wendover Air Show. Um, and actually, it was just, uh, was it last weekend? It was. Yeah. Just so last weekend. Um, so we're going to talk. Did you just ask what you were doing last weekend? Yeah, I was just trying to remember if it was last weekend. So we went to Wendover. Um, uh, we went to the air show. So Wendover, for those of you that don't know, even though we've talked about it a bunch, half of it is in Nevada and half of it is in Utah. And can I tell you my favorite thing about Wendover recently? I don't know when they started doing this. The whole fucking town is on mountain time. It's on Utah time. Yeah. So the cell, so used to be when you go to Wendover, and you go to one of the casinos, they were like especially at the Nugget at or, the, nugget or, or the, the Montego. Mon- yeah. They're an hour behind. Well, no, your phone would just be like, your, your phone would just bounce constantly because if it picked up a Utah cell tower, it was picking up mountain time. If it picked up a Nevada cell tower, it was picking up uh, Pacific time, which meant like you'd look at your phone and you're like, oh, fuck, it's like one in the morning. It's only one in the morning. And then you pick up your phone and you're like, oh, shit, it's actually 2.30 already. Like, what happened? And that's just because <laughs> of the time difference between the two. Um, and I think maybe they did that because they do so many of those fun buses out there now. Uh, Coming from Utah. And, and, well, and the pickup times, like, they have to make announcements and stuff like that, but, like, people miss the pickups because they're... They're on Nevada time. Their phones have switched back and forth. So now that doesn't happen, so I really enjoy that part. But anyway, so the, the Wendover Airfield, we've talked about it quite a few times over the mm-hmm. years because... There's a lot of historic stuff about that airfield. Supposedly, when we did the it's Dugway, haunted. Dugway deep dive about a year ago. We talked. The Wendover Airfield yeah. and Dugway are very much so connected, and they work together. And so, uh, so yeah, so we went to the air show. Um, we'll start as we usually do. I'll let Jeremy talk a lot about history of Can't, that airfield. Yep, talk, now, this is one where there was so much. There's a ton of history that I'm I'm kind of giving the watered down version because I want to. Obviously, leave time for experiences. So I just want to give the overview. But if if it's something that really interests you, go look it up. There is a ton. Or, or let us know, and we can do a whole episode like super deep on it. Right. So it was during the late 1930s that the government uh, started looking for places for alternate air bases for a lot of reasons. Security being the biggest one is it with World War II. Well, we weren't part of World War II yet, but it was definitely in the works. We needed some places where if our major airfields were to come under fire, we needed places to have backup backup airfields. So in searching, the government uh, discovered Wendover. Uh, So... The, the, I mean, we all knew about we Wendover, knew but the government didn't. So they came out and they, they discovered Wendover. So in the 1940s, um, the, they were given the money and, and the go-ahead. Uh, 
The Army Corps of Engineers received 1.8 million acres. That's a lot of land. That's a lot of land. A lot of flat desert land. So that is one thing that's interesting about that part of the Utah-Nevada intersection. While we're in the middle of the Rockies still, um, that's a very, very flat part of yeah, If desert. you don't live here, if you happen to be listening to our podcast from like someplace back east or someplace where there's not a lot of open land, that'll give you an idea of how big... <laughs> These, these states are and how much yeah. open land we have, that they have that much. 1.8 million acres. And, and no one lives on it. Yeah. And it's, it's part of the salt flat. So. Yeah. And you've got the Bonneville salt flats that are right next to it, which are also big and flat. Like flat. Like you can see 20, 30 you, miles. You can see the curvature. You can see the, the yeah. Yeah. Like people go out there to take pictures of the sunrises and the sunsets. And so things. originally it was established as a sub post for Fort Douglas. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's handed over to the Air Force, but not for a few years. So, uh, 1941, the bombing and gunnery range are set up, uh, and they begin they begin construction in 1940, and it's completed in 1943. Part of it is they had to create a pipeline from uh, Pilot's Peak, is what they called it. There's a spring at Pilot's Peak, so they had to bring water into it mm-hmm. uh, because there was a water so- shortage in that area. So that solved because it's the middle of the fucking it desert, is the middle of nowhere. At the time, Wendover had 103 people. Yeah, Wendover was tiny. <laughs> but this was, I mean, you have to keep in mind, this is the 30s and 40s. Right. Vegas isn't even really a thing yet. Like, the, it is not, Nevada yeah. has not embraced My dad gambling. was a year old when they finished yeah. that. And so, that, yeah. so border towns in the middle of the desert, like, not a popular place to be. No. And to be honest with you, those 103 people that were living there, I couldn't even tell you what they did. They farmed dirt. Dirt farmers, I guess, because there is nothing <laughs> out there. Uh, so, I mean, it, honestly, it's like this. This is maybe the kind they were of, tumbleweed farmers. Well, I mean, this is like coming out of the Great Depression, Depression. and this is you know part of the, Manifest Destiny. Like in the 1800s, people just planted flags and lived somewhere, and when they're coming no out of the Dust Bowl, and yeah, they found a place to. They're like, well, this place is dusty, but uh, it's always it's dusty. So dusty. <laughs> well, there's, I know there's a certain amount of mining in that area. I yeah. know, but. But to be honest with you, those 103 people couldn't tell you what they're doing. I'm sh- cattle, sheep. It's got to be knows, something yeah. along that lines. But anyway, uh, so the the 306th Bombardier Group arrive in April of 1942. They build a city of salt and other targets built on the Bonneville Salt Flats and in the nearby ranges. So they actually they're the ones. The that are, nearby ranges, by the way, is Dugway. Yeah, 1.8 million acres of yeah. it. So those are those are the the videos that you see where the cities or the, the fake cities are built, not the nuclear yeah. bomb ones, but the fake cities because which would, okay we're gonna take an aside w- real quick because the nuclear we talked about this we <laughs> talked about this there, um and it is like it is mind blowing. So I Joe, heard you talking to uh, Jonathan about that. Did he ever con- contemplate that? Uh, I, I think know, he Jonathan just li- I think he just listened to, listen to our conversation. So. Joe Rogan had on his show, I don't remember who the guy is, but they were talking about, um, uh, you know, when they were younger and all the like nuclear videos of like nuclear testing that they saw. And he's like, you know, that's all a big conspiracy, right? That those are all fake. And, and Joe's like, what? And he's like, well, yeah, like think about it. The video of the building exploding. Where's the, ca- how did the camera survive? How did the film survive to take What about that the video? lady that's in her kitchen? And right. like the, 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 yeah, the, the, the dummies that are inside yes. and the cameras there. Like, if that's really a nuclear explosion, 
Those cameras aren't surviving. The film's getting irradiated. And it's not going to be developed. Well, this was pre-satellite. So, so today you could set no up a, drones. You could set up a camera knowing it would get vaporized, but that feed is. But you instant. can have it, yeah, feeding via to satellite to back then. Uh, up to the <laughs> internet somewhere. But back then it was all manual film. There was no internet even yet. Like manual. That. I like how you call it manual film. Yeah. Well, but so anyway, sorry. That's just an aside. That like yeah. that, and I I don't think that's really a conspiracy. Like logically, that's. That shit was all propaganda and fake. Well, and they did it so that they knew that they knew the Nazis and the Japanese would get a hold of it, and they wanted them. Yeah, to. and the Russians and stuff. In the well, Cold and War if you don't and, think that because that like, was all, we didn't use propaganda, then you're the, an idiot. Those videos were all Cold War. Those were all post the World right. War Two ending. So right. So uh, this is where they build those towns once again that that they practiced on. So they would set up a town. Uh, and not po- not nuclear tests, no, 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 but no. regular bombs. Regular bombs. So part of the testing is. Uh, they would do a 10-hour flight. They'd leave out of Wendover, and they'd have a specific route that they had to fly <clears throat> to practice being in the air for that long with the crew and everybody else. And then kind of towards the end, as they were coming through the Dugway area, they had specific targets that were made up but but built as dummy targets for them to practice. So so that was how they sort of began uh, with the Bombardier Depart- with the Bombardier Group. In 1942, as soon as they trained them, uh, they started training two groups at a time between 1942, three, and four. Then it moved to 14 groups. Once they were done with their training, the the school was shifted, and the P-47 fighter came into the to the Air Force Base, and they began training the P-47s. So they didn't train just one plane the whole time and they didn't work with just one group they trained a certain amount with a certain group and that group moved on and they were assigned something else so uh in 1944 once again the p-47 fighters come in and they start training them they do uh, 180 men trained on the p-47s then in 1942 president roosevelt established the manhattanier manhattan engineer directive the manhattan project the manhattan project and that is when uh, General Henry Arnold, who was the commander of the Air Forces, and Colonel Paul W. Tibbetts oh, Jr. <laughs> no, t- Paul W. Tibbetts Jr., for those who don't know, he's the one that flew the Noah Gay. Um, he, has, he assigned him the task of training the men uh, who were going to be flying the Enola Gay and let him pick everything. And he chose Wendover as the place to practice because of, of how far away it was from everything. So it's 100 miles from Salt Lake. That's the closest big city, and it's hundreds and hundreds of miles of nothing. It's in the middle of fucking nowhere, guys. So, well, we told you how many acres, so. So he figured that's the place where he could train. Um, security was low. They didn't have, you know, there wasn't security issues. They could train. They could do night flights, day flights, and nobody would really even notice. <clears throat> so the Enola Gay was actually tr- uh, stationed at the Wendover Airfield for a short time. Um after the Enola Gay, they uh, received the the, th- the 393 Bombardier Squadron of B-29s. That came to Wendover from September um, through December with uh, 1,767 officers and men at the base at its peak. So it had a lot of people at it during its peak. They also did special ordnance testing, and this is where the kind of the, the atomic stuff comes in. So... They started dropping what they called shapes by B-29s to try to decide what was the most 
efficient shape for these for the bombs. Because this is, you have to remember in the forties when these bombs were developed, they weren't got, like now all of our bombs are actually guided. So they have computers built into them. They have propulsion systems for the most part. You can basically drive them. And they, yeah, they're a lot of times laser targeted. And so they do have guidance. They can actually like glide where they're right. supposed to go. But back then they're just big. They're just big dummy rocks, rocks that <laughs> explode. Dropping. You drop them and they just go straight down. And they explode. One shot to drop the thing. Yeah. So they're, they're working with shapes to try to find the best shape, the most aerodynamical, uh, the aerodynamical? best. Aerodynamical? Aerodynamic. Uh, the best for ballistics, electrical fusion, so on and so forth. Um, this is also where, uh, they build it. They build, they dig the big holes and they build the towers while they raise the bombs up in the air. That was actually developed at Wendover. They, they developed it here and then they, they used it at other, uh, at the Salton Sea Naval Air Base in California. But that was developed here to, to where you see, th- those are the videos you see where they raise the bombs up on the huge hoist and then drop them. They weren't dropping them and blowing them up. They were dropping them to measure speed and how they fell and all that kind of stuff. The one that was, however, developed uh, at Wendover was the Little Boy, which was the bomb that was dropped. The second bomb. That was the second bomb dropped. Nagasaki. On Nagasaki. Uh, and then in California is where they developed the Fat Man, which was the... Or do I have that backwards? Was the Little little Boy dropped first and then the Fat Man? Anyway... The one was developed here and went over. The little boy was Hiroshima. Fat, Hiroshima. fat boy was. Uh, so, yeah. is it Hiroshima or Hiroshima? It all depends. I'm not Japanese. I say Hiroshima. So, so that those were uh, the little boy was actually developed in Wendover, uh, produced in Wendover, and they practiced with the dummy in Wendover, flying with it. So there's there's a lot of significant history that comes from this Wendover airfield. Right. So it, it goes on and on and. Just a little bit more information once again. There's so much that I don't even... There's just so much. You just keep reading it all. Uh, the one the over Air Force Base was transferred to the Ogden Air Technical Service Command, which would later become Hill Air Force Base, mm-hmm. uh, the 31st of December, 1945. At that time, after they dropped the bombs... They start uh, doing experimental rocket systems at Wendover. So they have some captured German V-1 buzz bombs that they uh, reverse engineer to make their own. They start developing the different bombs, the different uh, rocket systems. And really, it is used until, let's see, 1979. So there's a whole lot. There is a ton more that goes on. But in 1979 is when the... Air Force considered Wendover, what they call it, not obsolete, but they called it surplus. So yeah. 1979, they declared surplus, turning the majority over it to the civilian air base. Uh, the military d- still does use it. There are still units out there. Yeah, the National Guard uses it quite a bit. Quite a um, bit, but it is primarily a civilian um, There are There point. are some commercial flights that fly in and out of there. Um, to Wendover from a bunch of small areas. The one thing to note is it has three runways. And they're long, these runways are long enough and big enough to handle very, very large aircraft. Because they were flying B-29s. Right. Because they were flying big. So, like, for instance, at the air show, there was a C-17 Globemaster. Oh, they didn't drive that there? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) no. In fact, that thing, it's funny because, so, 
Should we jump into yeah, the... Yeah, let's, sure, let's go. Like I said, there's a ton more, but that's, that's just kind of a, a, an overview. So at if mo- something, you know, piques your interest as we start talking, I'll, be like, I'll oh, yeah, hey. There. At most air shows, when you go to them, they're, they're always at Air Force bases, typically, because... Or at, like, older airports, because they need the runways <laughs> to do the air shows. Um, but most of the time, there are tons of things to look at outside of just what's going on in the air, because what's going on in the air is cool, but there's a lot of a lull, because right. they have to get planes up and down, right. and they have to keep the airspace relatively clear, because they're doing a bunch of crazy shit sometimes. Sometimes, they're just doing flybys, like, back and forth a bunch, like the... Um, the, the the first couple that so you can see well, the like plane the like the, T, like the T like the T one like what is it T fifty sevens the trainers the, yeah, the yeah, really yeah, yeah. the really popular trainers like they're jet trainers but they don't do a lot of tricks with them they just fly them back and forth at high speeds at high speeds you get to see them pretty close because they fly really low and um, fast those were super cool. Um, but anyway, there's a lot of other stuff to see. And so uh, a place like Wendover, like they get the military to bring in stuff. So we had an Apache that was there from the airfield over here at airport too. We actually talked to the pilot, uh, <laughs> really fucking funny dude. He's like, uh, it doesn't take much to become a military pilot in the <laughs> army. <laughs> this is talking to some little kid. And I'm like, not like the Navy, huh? He's like, no, you actually have to be really good to get in the Navy Air Force, <laughs> like that, um, as a Navy pilot. But you know, you get to be, you get to touch the the Apache, yeah. like that. You get up and close and personal. We've got a picture of Bree next to the Apache, um, but they had the C seventeen Globemaster, um, which is a, a currently used uh, cargo plane. Um, it's like when we were talking about at Hill when we got into the what was that one? The C one thirty. The C one thirty, where they're literally made. Just can reconfigure and fit whatever needs to be now, in the case, taken, whatever. The Globemasters have never been designed to like hold giant fucking like huge cannons out the side like the C-130s Oh, yeah, were. they could hold the, yeah. But the Globemasters right. are designed to carry troops. They're, they are strategic. They were designed to be strategic airlift things. And in fact, they're used quite a bit even still. Um, Anytime the president goes somewhere, they actually carry the presidential motorcade. They also carry uh, Air Force or not Air Force One, but Marine One mm-hmm. uh, inside of the Globemasters. So the Globemasters typically travel with the president. They'll have the super like crazy armored limo and some of the other armored vehicles, uh, and they will actually stick Marine One, which for those of you that don't know is the helicopter that the president flies around in. They actually. Pull that thing up and travel yeah, and the with wings it or the the propellers kind of fold back. They all fold into one, and they and they, I think they can actually put two of those in there. They can yeah. put two helicopters that size in there if they needed to. Yeah, yeah. I mean these things, things so fucking big. massive. It's really hard. It was kind of cool. There was like a big huge line to go up to the cockpit, but um, we walked in just to see the size of it, and. You know, when you go into the one at the hill, it's it's retrofitted and it changes, cut in half. And it's so a C one thirty, which is a lot which smaller. Which is smaller and whatever. But like you go in there and you're thinking, Wow, this is big. But man, you walk into that thing well, and, and you're you like, like oh, my house is like my house got fit in here. They can transport tanks in those things. Like yeah. they're they're massive. Or those new things that Brighton was showing us. Yeah, so we got to go, we talked to some of the, the National Guard folks. They had uh some drones mm-hmm. on display. Um, I, did, I think Brighton said they were going to fly one around. I wasn't sure though. Uh, possibly. Um, but they had some surveillance drones on display and then they had the vehicles that they hauled them with, which are the new Humvee replacements. They are sweet. They're fucking cool. Like uh, we got to sit in them. So Jeremy uh, got to sit in it and raise it, raise and it stuff, lower. And, and then it, I got to sit in it and lower it back down. And it, it actually lowers 
to go inside the plane right. and then get tied down. It has like a tie down mode. Yeah. So so when we say raise and lower, there are airbags on on each wheel, so they're independent, and they inflate and deflate at uh and and Brighton was telling us they're super fast. Like as you're driving, like if you're like oh, in yeah. the desert and you're going over the dunes Fully and stuff, they're like raising and lowering yeah, as yeah. you go. And every tire is like independent and has its own self inflating, inflating yeah. in case it gets hit and then the bulletproof glass and Yeah, it those things are freaking cool. He was saying, you know, when you stop in your regular car, you you know, if you stop abruptly, you fly forward and like like the stuff on your seat flies forward, but in those, because of the way the airbags work, you actually, the back end goes down to save you from being thrown forward. And, well, and he said that the best innovation in any military vehicle ever, it has air, air conditioning, conditioning and cup holders. And cup holders. <laughs> <laughs> Which sounds funny, but... It was kind of nice for a minute to sit in the air conditioning, it was wasn't nice. it, Jeremy? Um, so there was also a car show, uh, in, in the hangar that had the Enola Gay in it. Um, well, but, uh, that, that usually was, has the Enola Gay. <laughs> we wanted to find the Enola Gay and there was a car show in it. Yeah. Time. So there was a car show, which not a typical car show. Like it had a bunch of newer cars. It was, yeah, weird. I'm not sure what the criteria for the uh, car show was. There wasn't one. Just bring your car and put it up. And I do think you have that a was cool, it. do you have a car you think is it, cool? It's bring Wendover, it. you know, like, um, but there were, um, tons and tons of planes. There were a lot of just, regular planes um like because well, it is a civilian yeah and so there were still a lot of civilian cessnas and stuff just sitting there in their normal parking spots but they had a bunch of older military uh trainers and some old like you know old military cessna type stuff they had um that that spitfire that the that you could why we didn't walk up to it but you could walk up to it look in it oh yeah the old spitfire and they yeah, had yeah. the pilot there answering questions so this is the other thing they have pilots to all of this stuff Answering questions. Or at least the owner. Yeah, sometimes it's the owner, sometimes right. it's Which both. they may be the the pilot of it, but anyway. So you could walk up to stuff and actually ask questions and touch it and look at it yeah. and get inside of it. And, and there was a group there that had a whole bunch of fully restored, like, old military vehicles, like old Jeeps, half-tracks. I'm not talking about them. Armored personnel carriers. So... We we were like really interested in their stuff, and we tried to get a couple of them to talk to us about maybe Fucking coming on the show. Fucking paranoid old men. And the one guy's like, "Well, I'm not really the one to talk. It's this guy in the gray hat." We go talk to the guy in the gray hat. Mind you, it's like nine thirty, ten o'clock in the morning. He's so shit house hammered drunk, and like, <laughs> like he's you can like, just smell the whiskey. He's like, well, like he was like, he thought we were coming to ask him to be on the show for money or something, and he's like. No, you got to understand where I'm coming from. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh my god, this guy's so drunk. Let's just walk away. Just walk away. Just get, just be over it because you could just smell it. And he's like, I'm just really good at being drunk and making money. I can be anon, <laughs> and I need to be anonymous. And I'm just, we're just like, oh my god, dude, oh, dude. you are an idiot. So, but anyway, he was nice to like the veterans and stuff. Um, we got yeah, he wasn't really. He just like I don't know. It's just probably too it's drunk. Just, uh, he it's was just so a, fucking a, just a different brand of of person that I'm just not used to dealing but, with. Like the vehicles were cool. Um, yes, and I have uh, some really cool pictures. They had of, the they yeah. had the Our, Intermountain Life Flight uh, oh, plane. Yeah. Then they had, uh, so that they ran a few planes and then they did the RC. Yeah. Oh, I want to say though, Jeremy. Yes. There was no yellow biplane. Oh, I thought it was a, it, there was a regular old plane, plane. that was yellow. <laughs> what? Jeremy had us completely confused. I was like, where the fuck is this biplane? We went down there to, we went down there to gamble before the Gatesies got there. And so we got in before the Gatesies got there. So we were saving them a spot and we're like, 
where'd you come in at? And he's like, by the yellow biplane. And Chris and I are like, what? So I'm like, you stay here. I'm going to like walk out and I'm going to look up and down this, this airfield and see if I can see this yellow biplane. Thanks, Phoebe. You just broke my nail. You <laughs> um, and yeah, there so, was none. Well, so when we walked in, I could see the top part of it, but there were so many people. I couldn't see the bottom, so I thought it was a biplane, but it was bright yellow. <laughs> it was, it was, there was a yellow plane, but I was, was like, well, that can't be what he's talking about because that's not a biplane. A biplane. <laughs> there was a lot of people, right? Because it was right by the trucks with Mr. Drunky McDrunkerson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so anyway, yeah. I don't but, know. But then they, they had the, the, so they had the RC planes and those were freaking amazing. Yeah. I think I, I think we're going to uh, do some research and try and see if we can get somebody from those RC guys. Yeah. So it was crazy because they look like the real thing. I mean, they are the real thing. Just well, remember we went have... afterwards and to talk to Brighton and he was like, we were all wondering like, what is that that's flying? So they're not just your old school like prop planes. In fact, they were talking to the guy about that because back in the day, RC airplanes were like model kits with propellers and you would like, he said, you know, we would fly them. We would spend a week fixing them up and crash. We'd get them in the air and we'd crash them in 10 minutes and then we'd have to spend another month fixing them. And now we don't have to do that. Like they have like flight assist, landing assist built into these things. Well, and some of them, so, so they don't crash. So they were doing like the, the F-17s, F-18s, and they, they had actual jet turbine engines. You have to have a turbine. license to fly some of those. Yeah. So, well, not a license no. necessarily. It's different, but you have to have a turbine waiver. Right. Which basically which means, means you have to have some sort of an insurance that says. Because they are. They're, they're literal jet engines. You're going to cover damages. So it was crazy because you're looking at it and it looks just like the real thing. And it's as if it was far away, but it's close. But your eye and is they're, registering they're it. They're doing 160, 200 miles an hour yeah. in front yeah. of you. Like they even did smoke and everything. But, but they're like, Z. Yeah. <laughs> they're not loud like they the did, real thing. They did. Uh, yeah, they did smoke lines going through the turbine so it would drop smoke and they could do some stuff. I, with I was... I was impressed with those. Yeah, those were and the really kids cool. that were flying. They there were was kids. like a ten and eleven year old. There was I a think, twelve or? year old and like a fourteen or fifteen year Something. old flying. And there was a warthog. Yeah, that, those was... things were freaking cool. It made me want to get into a hobby that I'm not fucking doing. Not doing it, mm. but it would be fun. Like that would be a fun hobby. Um, yeah, those were really cool. I like the stunt planes. Um, yeah, the stunt the plane, stunt planes were really cool. The the one that was really interesting because it was a kit originally. Like a build-it-yourself-at-home oh, kit yeah, yeah. that the guy developed in like the 70s, and it became so popular that it became like the standard for, for these, mm-hmm. um, or the competition planes where they do all of So, yeah, yeah, the guy that was doing like all the really crazy stunts where they like stall a plane out and do these weird freaking loops and turns. Yep. Uh, and then you had the, the aeronauts from California yeah, that were flying that were to, like they were flying together side super by side. close formation so, like, where their wings reach are out like, and touch someone close. Yeah, their wings are like you know within a foot of each other, and they're switching formation as they're doing these like loops and stuff. Like really cool acrobatic crap. Like this is the kind of stuff that you go to the air show for is yeah. to see these things. Too. I really liked the the World War Two planes at the beginning. There's nothing better than the P fifty seven. Just the, the sound. sound of that. Thing. Yeah, I I kind of compare it to to what a Harley sounds like versus like a speed bike. Yeah. A speed bike sounds cool. So these other planes that are fast and they sound cool. 
But those original, those roll just that heavy da 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 And when they fly by and, like, your eyeballs are shaking in your head, and that is so cool. Yeah, and you get to be right up close and personal at that Yeah, they show. let you get really the, close. The announcer talked about how this is one of the few air shows that you get to be that close as the audience, because we're right on the tarmac, right, right next to one of the runways. Um, not the runway that the active runway they're using, but it's a different one, but so you're right there's there. There's the three runways, the super long one two others you're on kind of the medium but you're on the one that's right in front of the tower yeah and there were some of the planes that actually when they landed came out and did a little show drove, by drove past drove dropped their smoke yeah. so i mean you you got you're to be right there right like there. it was really cool um it was i would definitely recommend anyone to go to the air show it was super cheap it was like what 12 or 15 bucks or 12 or 15 maybe. bucks or something like it was that. totally worth it um, the other thing is, is, I think that they did a pretty decent job with the food. Like, yeah, the vendors. Oh, yeah, I mean, it wasn't there. like top notch, but like those egg rolls you have, yeah, are so pretty I, good. I, I want to find these people and have them on the show because I think they're Salt Lake people. Uh, they they had make an eight hundred one number anyway. They make egg rolls with different stuff. Like they had a buffalo chicken egg roll. It was fucking amazing. They, they had, had so they had like one. what three or four food trucks. Oh, more than that. Oh yeah, they had way more. And than then that. they had food tents as well. Yeah, yeah, they had the food tents. And so and stuff. there, I mean, there was a, there was tons of options. It wasn't super pricey because the kids like, went and got some snacks and some ice cream and some. So, I mean, it was perfect. I would recommend, though. So, here's my recommendations. Because we hadn't ever been before. And so, we looked up online what you can and can't take. And don't it was bring like, a cooler. Don't bring a cooler. Don't bring a wagon. Don't bring a this. Don't bring... Don't bring and a And everybody, everybody brought yeah. those things. So, bring your umbrella. <laughs> go ahead and bring a wagon. A go ahead small and bring a cooler. cooler. Yeah. Small cooler. They were very specific. You couldn't bring the big giant ones. No, but, but, like, but like you could take like the beach wagons that everybody knows about. Like the Costco and, and the yeah. Sam's Club, you know, and it's throw your stuff in no alcohol, but those guys were drunker than there was, shit. There well, was, I'm pretty sure that they were able to sneak it in because to, they were driving their To be clear, in. it says no alcohol because it is a Utah event. Right. It is in the and state of Utah. And it's on a base. They're not going to check I mean, your stuff. No. Um, well, they did check our bags. He looked our at the chair bag. But it's not. That you could have walked in. I think it was because we were there early, and so they like were like, "Oh, let's well, make ourselves." When we walked, because we, we came in kind of at the rush, because we got there pretty much right yeah. at ten. At ten, I mean, we saw the parachuters come in while we were in line to park. They were just like pushing people through. Come on, come on, come on! So they like they weren't even really looking. Yeah, they don't care. It's they don't really give a shit. Um, so we went early. Uh, so that I could gamble because I like to gamble. Like gamble. <laughs> Bree likes to play blackjack too, but mostly because of me. It's like she would have been fine. Just I going do to the like show. to play blackjack. Um, uh, the casinos. Uh, I will report that Saturday morning in the casino much more lively than uh, Wednesday morning. Although still not that lively for when the time that we got there. No, but I mean, it was like seven thirty. You still have some walk of shame people at that time. Oh yeah, there were still people in their clothes from the night before. No Looking doubt. like hell. Yeah, I've been up all night drinking and gambling, and still uh, playing the penny machine. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't really play, by the way. Oh, also, our TikToks got a lot of videos uh, from the our air TikToks show. got a lot of videos uh, from the air show. Do like you mean I, views? Videos. I put a bunch of videos. You oh, said yeah, yeah. our TikToks got a lot of videos. That doesn't yeah. make any our sense. Our TikTok has a lot of videos. Makes has videos. That, yeah, got, that makes more yeah, sense. Yeah, it's got videos. And I sent I sent Julia some footage, and she put together a, a post for us. So that yeah, you guys good. need to send me all of your stuff because yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Well, <laughs> I need to do a post, and I want you to send me your shiz. Um, 
but yeah, so, uh, I don't really gamble with penny machines. It's, um, not the best choice. I do like slot machines though. Um, uh, so yeah, and then afterwards, uh, we went and did a we little. We actually went back again, but mostly because we wanted to hit real bathrooms and like wash our hands yes, and cool off. Because porta potties are not, uh, the same. So we went, we got some cold drinks, um, drank them pretty quickly, um, got to the bathroom, washed our hands. Um, I gambled a little more, washed my hands. And then we left. We went to the, the then we went to the gas station and got drinks for the ride home and, and left. And I will say, so we left about, we left the air show about an hour, hour and a half before the air show pieces itself were done. Um, we did not stop at the beer fest, yeah. mostly because I didn't want to go and drink and then have to drive back to Salt Lake. Um, but I know people that went to the beer fest. It seems like it was a fun time up there. Uh, and, um, so we beat the crowd getting out of the air. And I got to say, like trying to get out of there, even with the few people that were there, took forever. So I'm really happy that we left when we did. I don't feel like it took forever. I mean, I can just imagine. That stupid intersection with no light, that was a pain (laughs) in the ass. That's what I'm talking about. And I can imagine when the. But even that wasn't forever for us. But I can imagine when there's like. If you left at the end of the show. Yeah, like it would have just been brutal. You would have just been sitting there forever. So. Unless um, they have something that they do when when the the show's over or something. They like direct traffic traffic at the intersection that doesn't have a stop sign for you. It could be. Like. You have a stop sign, but the, the, the traffic, cross traffic does not, and so you have to wait. Which means and if people you're, are crossing the street. If you're turning left, you have to wait for people turning right, people going straight. You have to wait for the cross traffic. You have to wait for pedestrians, and it's right in front of Montego and Golden Nugget. So, uh, anyway, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I would recommend, uh, people going, um, and, and, uh, enjoying the Windover Air Show next time it's around. They do a couple different ones, I think. Um, and take advantage. They have um, like early bird specials and stuff. Yeah, that's how we got our tickets. Yeah, early birds. And, and it saved a couple bucks. Yeah. It's not expensive. But. No, but like still. Make a day of it. Make a weekend of it. If we didn't have the dogs, we might have even gone up Friday night and stayed the night uh, and not had to drive in the morning. But I were up anyway most of the time. So, um, yeah, hopefully uh, you guys enjoyed it. Um, I would recommend going to air shows at Hill Air Force Base as well. They're really fun. They're great for kids. Kids fucking love watching planes. They're really also, there's a lot of things geared toward the kids too. Yeah. Lots of stuff to see and do. It's good family activity. Bring comfortable shoes to walk in. It'd be a fun date. Bring sunscreen. Make sure you put it over your whole face, not just, uh. Shut up. Jonathan and, and Hannah both had one side of their face burned. Bree, uh, Bree had a, a tan just, line from I, her hat. I like kind of put it like right here ish, but then I had my hat talk into over the mic. it. I had my hat over my, and so I don't know. You can still kind of see it a little where it's a little bit darker right here <laughs> where the shade kind of went over here, but not here. Yeah. I mean, it looked really bad on the day just because it was fresh and pink, but you know, her Mexican blood just. Blends it all absorbs back in. it. It's like, oh, hey, look, we just make you a little bit more brown. Um, that's it. That's it for the week. Oh, I guess I got to read one of these. Oh, things. yeah, read our, our affirmation. Let's see. Let's do a chalkboard one. All right. I don't. I haven't. Still haven't figured out the theming. Um, they definitely have a theming. There's like chalkboard. There's neon lights. There's like a um, serial killer kidnapper magazine style. Hmm. Um, you know where they like cut the letters out. Oh, yeah. yeah. So okay, this is a chalkboard one. It says. You don't have to rebuild a relationship with everyone you have forgotten, forgiven. 
Well, that's pretty good advice, actually. Mm. Um, the bag is pretty short. You are hereby granted permission to forgive everyone, but still be super picky about every person you let into your inner circle. Go forth and prosper. That's a that's very, a good very good bit of advice. It has nothing to do with the whole fucking nope. show today, which is weird because usually we can tie them in, but um, that's very true. I'm sure though. there aren't very many positive affirmations that have anything to do with flying. Also, there was no swearing in that entire one, which <laughs> is weird because spiritual as fuck is usually loaded with swearing. I think we've got enough for like two more years, so we probably got to <laughs> do this show for a while. There's a bunch of these. I like them. Maybe when we get to the dregs, I'll be like, mm, nah, let's stop doing it. Uh, you can find us at TNU Podcast on all the socials. Um, go check out our TikTok. Follow it. Um, watch some of our videos. You can see a few of the sounds and sights. And I don't know. I was recording. It was loud. I didn't edit. I just fucking I was put ramming stuff up. into him because I wasn't paying attention to where I was going. <laughs> uh, but there's some videos on there. Uh, and then... Um, you can go out to our website, thenewutah.com, and eventually Jeremy and I will send Bree videos and pictures and she'll post a post about the air show. Uh, and we have a bunch of fun stuff planned for the coming month or two. I think we have guests through like the, you know, halfway through next year or something already. No. <laughs> <laughs> we don't. But if you'd like to be on the show and uh, you don't suck, uh, reach out to us. Um, there's contact info. You can reach out to us on any of those platforms. Uh, or through the website even, um, and let us know that you want to be on the show and why. If you just want to talk about a book that you're publishing and you want us to hawk it for you and you're not an interesting person, don't bother. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but if you listen to the show and you want to be on it, just just give us a, give us a note. We like, uh, we like folks to come on to the show. Um, that's it. That's all I got. <laughs>